videos. My name is Adam, and then with us as usual from the Vimeo offices in Manhattan, New York. Doug, how are you? Doing super good, Adam. Boy, you acting so corny like Fritos. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Blew uh, the delivery a little bit. Um, is that from the Mariah Carey song? Oh, it's from. It's Infinity. totally Mariah Carey. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Um, and then since we can we can hear her, we should do I'm the sorry. introduction next. No, that's, that's totally <laughs> cool. Um, we have a special guest on the podcast with us this week, Jasmeet Sidhu. Currently, you are a trending editor at Facebook, um, but you have also worked on uh, music videos as a treatment writer. This is the first treatment writer we've had on the podcast, as well as working at Black Hand Cinema, which is Anthony Mandler's production company. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me on. I'm really excited for this. Um, and then, of course, with us, as usual, north of the wall from Frigid Music Fix is Mr. Adam Alexander. Adam, how are you? I'm great. I'm back from the dead. Yeah! That's right. Adam was... At, people don't know, but Adam was actually medically dead for three days last week. Oh, gosh. Um, That's true. Yeah, I, <laughs> I had true. a plane book and the everything. Light. Yeah, so Adam... I thanks. missed some music videos, and, and I'm ready. I'm back. Tight. Right. Um, and Glad to have you back. Yeah, thank you for coming back from the dead. Um, Thanks, uh, guys. And so, Jasby, while we have you on, because we mentioned you've written treatments for music videos, I want to talk a little bit about that because we've had like colorists and uh, you know editors and even like stunt people on from music videos, and it's like pretty clear what they do. But I don't think a lot of people who just like are casual f fans of music videos really understand how like the treatment process works or even at, there are people who write treatments for music videos could you tell us a little bit about what you you know what your role is when you were working as a treatment editor or treatment writer yeah sure so um for those who may be listening who are unfamiliar with the treatment writing process um or even just like the music video creation process usually a record label will decide for an artist that you know this is the single we want to promote and this is the music video we want to make out of the single so a record label, typically from my experience, will then approach different production companies and different directors and say, hey, this is the single we want to be making a music video on for about you know, 60000 100000 whatever the budget is. Give me your ideas. And um, depending on the director, uh, either a director will take that song and pitch their idea of their own accord or... Uh, they work with someone like me who is, you know, a treatment writer who assists them either formally or informally um, in terms of putting together ideas for the song in terms of what the music video would look like and putting together the actual document, which is called the treatment, which is uh, a step-by-step -step walking through uh, different scenes, uh, the fashion styles, the tone of the music video. And like I said, it's a whole range of what the relationship with the director could be. It could simply just be the director writes the whole thing and I could just edit it. Or it could even be, you know, the director has completely passed on the song to me and I start to pitch different, you know, ideas of my own accord that the director approves or passes on. Um, I During my time, I worked with maybe about five different directors and it really has spanned the range of, you know, it completely hands off to something more collaborative, to something that they just kind of take on and I just kind of edit the work that they do. And the format of a treatment is also really interesting because we've, I mean, I think people, you know, more or less know what like the, the format of a feature film script is. I mean, there are soft, there, you know, there are software programs that, you know, format it in the correct way. And like, we've seen treatments that, you know, range from like, you know, plain text 
to things that are almost entirely, you know, images to things like, like you mentioned that have like fashion, you know, like fashion plates associated with them. Um, do you have like a, a, like a specific like style that you work in or something that you like when you delivered a treatment that, that it would like normally look like? Um, well, I would say that it's really director specific. Um, there is, there are some directors that I've worked with where it's completely text and maybe, and it's like in a word document and they'll just like slice in five images in total. <laughs> and then there are some directors that really take it to the next level. It's like, you know, Pinterest pages of, you know, these are the, the hairstyles that we're going to feature in the music video. These are like the nail designs that we're going to feature in the music video. Very specific scene by scene breakdowns, uh, storyboards almost of the music video, uh, whereas other directors just kind of go for the mood or the vibe and sort of an abstract, like this is what it's kind of going to look like. So it's very unique and specific to each director and their own aesthetic. And there really is no standard that I've seen for what, what these treatments are supposed to be. And I've just kind of like gone with whatever mood and aesthetic that the director and style that the director that I've been working with has gone with and sort of adjusted my writing and my image curation and layout to their own style. Which is kind of fun that it's like so freeform, like there's no like set kind of template. Because um, like, I think Doug, you probably see more treatments than I have. Um, and they're just like all, not all over the place, but like very widely, wildly in like style and tone and like the actual composition of them. Yeah, even some directors um, will, their treatments can vary depending on the video. You know, sometimes a director will, um, it will be a lot more kind of like text based. And other times, you know, there'll be full pages that are just kind of like mood pages. Um, that's all image. And, you know, d directors certainly can go back and forth depending on the song and the artist and the need. Um, so, yeah, it, it doesn't just vary from director to director, but within individuals. And I think it would be interesting, you know, sometimes you look at some of these treatments, we've seen them kind of after the fact, usually after we see the music video. Or when and, uh, or when they don't get picked up. Or like when Daniels, they don't get picked up, yeah. Dan we've seen many of floating treatments out there. Daniels have uh, have put some treatments out that didn't get picked up, and some that they did. I think the turn down for what treatment is on the internet somewhere. I've seen that one, yeah. Yeah, and then also uh, um, AG uh, Roas put some... Uh, treatments that didn't get picked picked up out there, and then actually recently he's um, been tweeting that that idea has been taken. Hmm. Like he, whatever that it's just interesting, uh, you know that <laughs> he put it online and then is mad that someone made it. <laughs> um, but it's interesting but, that like you know sometimes the treatments like kind of vary wildly from the or not wildly but there are major differences from the actual final product due to like, you know, production pressure or, or just compromises that had to be make made during whatever point of the production process. I mean, have there been videos you've worked on where you've looked at the final product and like barely even recognize the video? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> I can just see in my mind entire scenes that I've written that just never made it to the music video because of simple time reasons. Like, oh shit, we're reaching the 12 hour mark of the music video, we can't do this scene. Do you, um, do you stick with the process or are you more of like, um, once your job is kind of done with the treatment, you're, you're kind of not paying too close attention? So to uh, just to explain my background for a little bit. Um, so I started out in music videos as the office assistant with um, Black Hand Cinema, which was Anthony Mandler's uh, production company. And he's very uh, hands-on with his own treatments. I would say he does them 
99%. Um, so it was really just more of a, you know, after the fact an editing process. And then from there, I would see that treatment become into a music video in terms of my role as helping to produce that music video, you know, liaising with, between the record labels. And then later on, when I sort of left the company and became a part-time treatment writer, I became less involved with the production side. So I would kind of write these treatments and then let them go, I guess, <laughs> into into the, the production world and then kind of sit back and see a few weeks later, a few months later, like what became of them. So right. yeah, I've kind of seen both sides of the table. Totally. And that's so Black Hand Cinema, uh, fun that you worked there because Anthony Mandler is a very frequent topic on this podcast, obviously. Because oh, is he? He is just because <laughs> I um, love him. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, he makes he makes fantastic, he, very high high profile music. And on just on a personal note, he gave me my very first job in LA in music video, so he will always nice. have a special place in my totally. heart. Shout out to Anthony if he's ever listening. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, yeah, I am a huge Anthony Mandler fan. I've always really loved his music videos. I think the the um, so w- what years were you at Blackhand? So I moved out to LA in October 2012. And um, just to quickly backtrack, I was a journalism grad. And I, at the end of my journalism degree at Columbia, I ended up uh, writing him a letter just saying, I just graduated, but I love your music videos. Would you ever want to have coffee with me? And he responded to that email. And that was the momentum for me to come out to LA where he invited me on the set of his Taylor Swift music video, actually, uh, for I Knew You Were Trouble that he was shooting at the time. And that's where I met him for the first time and asked for an internship. And he said, yeah. And that's how I ended up coming out to L.A. And uh, spent an entire year with him at Black Hand Cinema and then left to pursue other projects, mainly treatment writing, concert photography. And I started freelancing as a production coordinator. So spent a solid year at one production company and then moved on to the wild world for the second year. That's pretty incredible that you that, that all started with just an email because I think people think of that and be like, oh, no, you know, that's never going to happen. Um, but you know, so people, really cool people tell me, like, that's incredible that Anthony responded to your letter. And, you know, later when I started working uh, with Anthony and I started, you know, kind of being in charge of the inbox and seeing similar letters to mine, <laughs> I was like, like, I was like, wait, why did he respond to me? Because he's obviously not responding to these others. Right. And, um, I would say, like, you know, to give myself a little bit of credit, it wasn't just one of those, hey, I just graduated, can you give me a job kind of emails. Uh, it was a four-page email <laughs> letter, whatever you want to call it, where I really broke down every single music video that he did and explained why I was in love with it, nice. like specific scenes. And it was just, you know, looking back on it, it was just kind of like that naivete or earnestness. Sure. And I think maybe that appealed to him. I never actually really asked him why he responded <laughs> to my email. Maybe I should actually, but... Did you so, like include your transcripts or anything like no, that? No, <laughs> no. It was honestly just like, I'm, you know, a little lost in my life. I don't know if I want to be a journalist, but I know for sure I love your music videos. If you want to ever have coffee, let me know. And you responded and I moved out to LA nice. to work you, for him. Do you remember what any of those music videos that you mentioned were? Um, specifically, I was in love with, because he worked with Rihanna for many of her music videos. I was in love yeah. with uh, Only Girl in the World. Mm-hmm. I was in love with Run This Town. Um, MIA uh, stood out to me I think it was called Bucky Gun it was like one of her first first music videos um, I don't know it was just something about I know I know people don't typically think of Rihanna as sort of this like artistic music video queen or whatever but I just love that only girl in the world music video um, it was just shot in this like outdoor pink hilly background I don't know if it brings a bell for any of you, you guys totally but... yeah and that's 
Loretta is definitely a music video queen. Okay. That is not up for dispute on this <laughs> All right, podcast. all right. Um, but yeah, no, it was, and then Run This Town, I was just like blown away by it. And yeah, and I just told him that. And I guess he agreed. <laughs> the MIA video was Bucky Don Gun. Bucky, Bucky Don, Don, Don Gun, I guess. Is yeah, it's, it's been a couple years. 2005, yeah, 10 years now. I'm really um, excited that we got Adam to say the name of that song on this podcast. Yeah, he, I, Anthony Mandler has done a ton of Ariana videos. Um, yeah, he was kind of her uh, go-to music video guy for a couple of years, actually. Yeah, before she kind of moved over to Melina Matsukis um, mm-hmm. m- more regularly. But even now, she's doing stuff with, with other folks, but Melina did a bunch of stuff in a row. Um, I also want to just backtrack one more step before Columbia uh you were in toronto so, i was in toronto yes so i just wanted to put on the record that i'm now outnumbered 3 to 1 canadians to wait who's nice. who, who's canadian Both on this Adam. podcast oh snap <laughs> yeah i'm canadian i'm coming out of the closet it's canadian coming out of the closet <laughs> i'm from i'm from mississauga no shit i'm from mississauga no way really yeah Sweet. i went to wait what high school did you go to well, he oh i left before high Florida. school okay I was like, do we go to the same high school? That's going to be like... Are we friends? Are we friends? Um, um, that's awesome. And then uh, Adam is in... Uh, Adam, you're in northern Ontario. Yeah, I'm a little further north. I'm in. I'm near Sudbury. Oh, wow. So. No, like to back it up, like I grew up in Brampton, Mississauga, and then did my undergrad at University of Toronto, and then moved to New York to do my master's degree at Columbia. And so I've been in the U.S. since then. Nice. But, you know... Hazel McCallion girl right here. Oh, my God. <laughs> no one else is going to recognize that reference, I don't think. Yeah, if anybody else knows who Hazel McCallion is without Googling it, uh, please email us and we'll, we'll mail you $5. We'll mail you $5. I will personally mail you $5. Right. You get $5 in an IMBDB t-shirt. Uh, McCall- I think Hazel McCallion was the mayor of Mississauga when I was born, um, and I think she still is. So, yeah. uh, I mean... Yeah. Woman uh, works it. She's like ninety five. <laughs> she is. Yeah, I, I'm still. Every time I travel to Canada and I ask, I just randomly walk up to somebody in Mississauga at a Tim Hortons usually and ask if Hazel McCallion is still there. This is totally becoming the most Canadian podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's we dropped a Tim Hortons reference. We dropped a Hazel McCallion <laughs> reference. Tim Hortons references are are a dime a dozen on this podcast. Adam Alexander made one last week and he wasn't even on the podcast with us. So yeah, true. <laughs> yes. I'm Tim Hortons right now. We, t- we dropped Tim Hortons references. Tim Hortons references. Way too much and i've never even been to one um, free wi-fi um yeah i i so just back to anthony mandler for a second i think uh yeah if anybody wants to see like a fantastic catalog of music videos we'll link to anthony mandler's imvdb page um but i'm just like such a huge it may probably run the time that you started maybe like national anthem by lana del rey mm-hmm. um some nights by fun mm-hmm. uh and ride by lana del rey i i, I love that like 2012 and on and before that definitely um but uh, definitely someone who just like because i feel like making like memorable high level pop videos is is really difficult and and there's definitely one video that we're going to be talking about this week that shows how difficult it is <laughs> and how easy it is to make one shitty no matter how high level of director you are um and yeah a- anthony mandler is just somebody who's um, just like constantly making consistent, high-level, memorable uh, pop music videos, and uh, yeah, we're big, we're big fans over here. Uh, also, somebody awesome. who I think 
Uh, was Holy Grail the, the first music video to premiere on Facebook? I think you might be... It was, um, to actually bring my life full circle. So I, I work <laughs> at Facebook right now, and I actually did work on the Holy Grail uh, music video. Wow. And it, it was the first... Um, I had no idea I was going to work at Facebook at the time, but it was the first uh, music video to premiere exclusively on Facebook. So, And it was actually... It was an interesting video. as you, If you remember, he chopped up the audio of it. So yeah. it was kind of playing in the non-linear audio sequence and that was right. definitely really exciting too so when that music video premiered on facebook i don't know if you were privy to the the decision behind that we were so at that time we found it interesting because at you know in 2013 as it is now like one of the main focuses of music videos are the numbers they put up and facebook didn't i don't i, th I still think they don't no provide, no like view numbers Facebook now provides view view count numbers, but it's mm. it's relatively new. It's a relatively new addition uh, that at least I could, that I could tell. But yeah, at the time they they weren't, and that was that was what one of the biggest surprises of that move to us was um, that they weren't that that like I don't know at the time we thought like we like and we still kind of do like the the view counts in for music videos um, indicates a lot. Artists like Taylor Swift last. Um, you know when she broke the single day Vivo mm -hmm. record really like she was excited about right. that like this is Taylor Swift like she has the right to not be excited about anything for the rest <laughs> of her life and she was like really excited about that element and you know with YouTube view counts now factoring into um, you know more than just that, you know. That uh, what are they using in Billboard? Billboard Top 100 now and stuff. That those view counts, like it was really interesting to us that you know an artist was just gonna like forego that element of your a music video release um, to premiere on Facebook. Um, I guess yeah. To answer your question, I was not privy to the plans for the music video release. I mainly focused on the production. I assume those plans were made between Facebook and Rock Nation. Right. Um, so I had no idea that this was going to happen. Actually, uh, so it was. It was I, guess, I guess for Anthony, it wasn't a surprise because he did some interviews about uh, the release in Vanity Fair and the New York Times. Um, but it was exciting. Like this was what, two years ago now. And this had never happened before. It's hard to think of it, but it had never happened that a music video would just go up on Facebook yeah. versus YouTube. And and Facebook is it uh, really seems to be at the time Facebook and video seemed disconnected, a lot more disconnected than they are now. Video and face like Facebook really seems to be um, like really focusing on on-site hosted video now right and you know from the limited ability that i can tell you of what i know at facebook i know they're working really hard to actively get people to post what we call native video on facebook because there's tremendous power in staying within the facebook portal and you see the video autoplay right. within facebook and that automatically gives you an intense audience versus having them to exit to an external link say at vimeo or youtube so i think facebook is really excited about those potential views I know the uh, video series that we're very excited about at work, Wine Wednesdays, um, by BuzzFeed, is just moved over to Facebook, like like exclusively, basically, um, which which I'd never seen before. That's the first time I'd seen like the view counts on Facebook, which is exciting that they're doing that. So, um, uh, thumbs up to Facebook. I think uh, you 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 like that. Get it? Uh, so, so dumb. <laughs> we got jokes. We got jokes all we over the so place. So many jokes. Um, uh, 
but no, it it is interesting because I do think uh, it seems it seems so like vain uh, view counts seem like a vain thing to be thinking about, but like not at all. They make and break careers. I mean, they do. <laughs> it matters so much. It it really does. It indicates so much, and so um, it seems like such you know an, an uh, kind of like surface level thing, and it seems like something that shouldn't shouldn't matter a ton, but like adding that element to a video hosting uh, uh, environment is like adds a whole additional layer of kind of like legitimacy to the service. Um, maybe more than it should, but it certainly does a lot. Like it does, like you're, you're absolutely right. It, view counts can make a career for sure. So, Doug, um, I, before we get into the music videos from this week, I know you won't, you know, we should mention that our old pals, not old, but pals at OMG, are working under their camp in uh, New York, correct? Yeah, they they announced this week um, the L.A. And, and New York camps for this summer. But, um, both of them are going to take place in August. Um, the L.A. camp is going to be August 10th through the 14th. Um, and uh, the New York camp is going to be August 24th through the 28th. Uh, every year at OMG Everywhere, which if you've never heard of OMG Everywhere, it's a summer camp run by music video directors um, to teach kids how to work together to make video projects, mostly music videos. It's a free camp for the kids. Um, and it's a week-long summer camp, and then all of the directors uh, spend the next two days after the camp. You know, it's a, a Monday through Friday camp. Then they spend Friday and all day Saturday editing the videos, um, and then they have a screening on Sunday uh, where they treat the kids like Hollywood filmmakers. They roll out the red carpet. They do a Q&A with the, the kids, and they screen all their films uh, in a theater. And it's the greatest thing in the world. Uh, one of our favorite things here at IMVDB. And yeah, this week they, they announced um, the 2015 schedule for LA and New York. Um, and we'll link to those announcement videos in the show notes. Um, if you're a filmmaker in LA or New York, or even if you're not, and you want to help OMG everywhere, uh, you watch these videos, you can find out how to do that. Um, but also like, if you have money, you can help that way too. You don't have to get your hands dirty. You just reach into your old pockets and send them some tax deductible donations um, and help out a really, uh, really awesome project that is run by a bunch of our music video pals. Uh, so those links will be in the show notes. Uh, did any Has anyone watched any of these videos? These announcement videos? I have or, not yet, no. Who is, they're who is in very... They're ve they're very fun. Uh, the New York one is Danny Madden, who is a director and, and animator, um, and the LA one is Susie Francis, who is a production designer and Ellis Ball's girlfriend. And uh, um, they're hilarious, real fun, hilarious videos. And um, you got to watch them. Uh, uh, Susie's also director. It's I should mention who Danny's girlfriend is too because there's no reason why I should just say who Susie's boyfriend is but I don't know who Danny's girlfriend is but it's probably someone real nice um, so anyway <laughs> check out those I think I think that that 
that promo for OMG went just perfectly. Just exactly as we planned yeah, it. Exactly I, as we wrote it out. I, I got lost a little bit at the end there. But it's yeah, cool. It doesn't the, matter. The idea is that OMG Everywhere has lots of boyfriends and girlfriends helping out. <laughs> um, <laughs> they get around. Yeah, they get around. There's everybody. Everybody's attached to that place. Falling apart. Uh, um, and and that, yeah, if you want to see like a product of, of a previous... OMG everywhere I can, but Doug, you've attended many, many of these. Um, I have. I, check out the Jack Johnson video, yeah, um, which we will link to in the show notes. Uh, Vimeo was, staff picked Jack Johnson video. Vimeo staff picked. I wonder who who put in a good word for that. We oh, I didn't have any, anybody. I, mean, I, I wasn't even close to being able to make decisions like that when that video came out. So that's true. Not I. And um, Doug's just picking them all over the place. Um, uh, and so, there's one other thing we should talk about before we d- dig into music videos. One more uh, little promo thing I want to mention. Last last year we ran a contest um, where we gave tickets through our social media account to the music video screening of the LA Film Fest. Uh, and this year we're running a similar contest, uh, which is super exciting. Um, on June 12th in Los Angeles, um, OK Go is going to – um, Damien Kulash. Yeah, D- Damien Kulash of OK Go is going to be uh, doing a super cool presentation and talk about his music videos. It's called Making Cool Shit, the music videos of OK Go. Uh, shit is slightly censored on the website, hmm. um, but we don't do that here. We say the word. Uh, and we're running a contest. All you're going to do is retweet our tweet about this event. And if you're in Los Angeles and you retweet that tweet, it's it's kind of likely that you're going to get these tickets. We've got two pairs of tickets to this event, and uh, it's going to be super cool. You're going to learn a lot. You're going to have a lot of fun. And all you got to do is retweet a tweet. doesn't seem too tough. And we'll link to that tweet in the show notes. That is really neat because Damien Kulash Jr., um, I mean, if, if people aren't familiar with him, he is uh, part of OK Go!, um, and a lead singer, the lead singer, right? Yeah. yeah, and has been like intimately involved as the entire band is, I believe, of in all their music videos, uh, like you know, here it goes again, and recently a video that I think when it came out got a little bit overlooked. I won't let you down, um, and all of them, which have been you know, all have been really important, interesting music videos, and I would love to see Damien Kulash Jr. talk about. His, you know, his experience in music videos because, uh, you know, he's one of those rare people who is part of the band, but also like really intimately involved in the music video side when when the music video side is really important to the success of the band. So, um, and okay, okay, go is so pivotal in the kind of like this new golden age of music videos that we're kind of in the middle of now. I mean, they that that treadmill video for here it goes again, like that really was something that like indicated to people like what what can be done with putting music videos on the internet what type of music videos are going to be popular on the internet and is a big reason why music videos have seen a resurgence of popularity uh in the last handful of years and that music videos can be awesome without costing a million dollars totally four treadmills cost a lot of money though adam <laughs> yeah but not a mill not a yeah, mill. I, I think like 900k you get four treadmills. Right. At least four. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very expensive treadmills. And um, and Damien Kulash Jr. has been interviewed up and down um, in uh, magazines and newspapers and stuff like that. He's a guy who has, you know, has talked a lot about music videos. And so yeah, if you're in the LA area 
100% retweet this, get these tickets, and go see Damien Corliss Jr. Because it is absolutely the guy you should see to hear about music videos. So, And if you don't want to win them and you just want to buy them, you can do that too. Uh, um, they're, for, they're, they're, for cash money? For cash money. The tweet you're retweeting includes a buy link. Uh, if you want to just buy them, if you don't want to try your luck uh, in the Twitter sweepstakes that we're running, um, you can just buy the tickets. If you're not feeling lucky is what you're yeah, saying. Right, yeah, exactly. exactly. Or you can just buy some treadmills. Or yeah. you can just buy some treadmills with your million bucks. Invest you in some have. treadmills. Uh, so speaking of feeling treadmills. lucky. Oh, better. Yeah. I feel like we should start off with. So we're going to talk about a few, few music videos from this week. Doug, you've put together a lovely list right. of uh, some amazing music videos from this week. And the one I think that uh, made a, uh, an impression on me, and I think that we can talk about, is Infinity by Miss Mariah Carey. Um, directed by <laughs> Brett somebody, Ratner. somebody that I oh, haven't sorry. seen a lot of credits for, um, but is definitely getting into the game and we'll talk about why um and that is mr brett radner well he was in the game previously he's been directing music videos since the 80s right right um but he hasn't we don't have him as directing a music video since 2011 probably because he's been busy making giant hollywood movies right he's one of those directors uh that have has moved on to like michael bay that has moved on from uh, music videos to, to blockbuster films, and is also, I believe, rumored to be dr- dating Mariah Carey. Oh, oh really? <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, I have an article right here um, from April. That would make a lot of sense because it's, it's a random sort of foray back into music videos. It really is a random Because uh, Ratner has done plenty of Mariah Carey music videos. Um, <laughs> We belong together. Touch my body. Um, obsessed. Hate you. Obsessed. Obsessed remix. Of course. Uh, Touch you know, my body. An amazing music video. It's like way. that. Yeah. Right. He he's done a lot. They've hung out. They've been hanging out for years, making music videos. Heartbreaker. God, so many. Oh, well, he did Heartbreaker. I like that music. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> I one mean, they too. could just be like good friends. We shouldn't just imply they, right. that. Well, you know. what's talk about this article, Adam? What does it say? What does it reveal? Well, the title is Brett. This is from April of this year. It says Brett Ratner and Mariah Carey share a night out at the Carlisle. Um, yeah, the Carlisle. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that is. I think it's a hotel. Yeah. Oh. Wow. And, but like hotels have like fancy yeah, areas to hang out in. Totally. You know? Yeah, like lobbies and stuff. Yeah. Like they. Have like when I want to go out nice for a fancy night, I go to the Motel Six <laughs> and um, say, "Where's your continental breakfast?" Uh, so uh, Ratner, Ratner claimed that they're just friends, mm-hmm. um, but we should mention what? that Nick Cannon and Mariah Carey broke up, uh, divorced. Yeah, I think um, that's what you call when they get married. Yeah, so uh, so, so we, Mariah Carey let's... is single, and Brett Ratner has come back out of uh, a directing hiatus and directed this mu- music video for Mariah Carey called Infinity. And um, is it true that Mariah Carey is doing a Las Vegas residency? Is, is she? she? And the, right, this is makes, like the promo for yeah, it. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Okay, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense because she is. Uh, the concept of this music video is it's it's very performance centered. She's performing at a show, um, but I did notice that the audience of this concert does not look like a normal concert audience. It does look like tourists in Las Vegas in like frumpy <laughs> jeans and t-shirts. Like it doesn't look like a. Uh, it looks like a Las Vegas tourist audience. <laughs> and uh, th- there are elements of the video where Brian Carey is clearly in Las Vegas 
it is it is clear that this is a Las Vegas show. So I assumed she had a residency, but I, I didn't know for I'm sure. I'm like 99% sure this is some promotion for her future and residency. That's, <laughs> that's the new thing. Britney Spears has a residency in Las Vegas or did. Um, I think she's still. Yeah, yeah it's it's a thing. It's a thing to do. Shania it, Twain. I think yeah. Celine Dion is still hanging out there. I don't, I'm not yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> Carrot Top, which is unrelated. Uh, <laughs> I was in Las Vegas in February, and Britney Spears was there. I don't know if she's still there. I think Celine Dion has moved on. Okay. Um, yeah. But Mariah, yeah, Mariah's show, which is just called Mariah, is moving right. I mean, in. Of course. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> what right. other Mariah what would, would there be? Yeah. <laughs> Done. The elusive Chanteuse. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so, yeah. So this video takes place in Las Vegas. It's very very performance-centered. And it also is, like, uh, like in apartment or hotel room-centered. Like, in addition to Mariah performing in front of this audience of uh, cell phone-holding um, tourists, uh, she's performing inside of her what appears to be a home. Because she's in a closet and on a couch. That was my favorite part. It was just like, let's just film in your closet. Oh, my God, the fucking closet. So, so Mariah Carey and her closet are, they have a history. When Mariah Carey um, was on MTV Cribs at least 10 years ago, maybe 20, uh, back when MTV Cribs was on television, uh, Mariah Carey was like one of, was the first person. MTV Cribs used to be three people in an episode. Mariah Carey's crib which I believe was a New York City apartment, got two full episodes. And and I think almost a full episode was her closet. And it was just her going through her all of her belongings that were within her closet. And it was essentially the size of a New York City apartment for just her clothes. So hmm. Mariah Carey being in a closet has some history. <laughs> but if you're going to shoot it, don't just shove a camera in a closet and say, go for it, Mariah, because that's what it feels like they did here. It's not – the shot is not composed – very well at all uh, Mariah's performance feels very very stiff and like just very disjointed like it, it feels like it's cut in a weird way uh, and none of that stuff is like uh, it, it just didn't seem very flattering to me at all to have her just like performing around dresses hung up <laughs> how did anybody else feel about that stuff um, can I just say that I'm kind of annoyed that this is the music video we're starting with when you had Bad Blood and Taylor Swift. I was like, oh my God, I, I, I had a bajillion thoughts about I that know. music video. And I'm like, okay, so what are we getting this week? And I opened up the link you gave me, Doug, and it's Mariah Carey, Infinity. I know. Um, uh, and her singing in a closet. Right. We, we, you you missed the the Bad Blood conversation by by two weeks. I know, which is I know. A, a lot more layers to that video. Which And that's not like a r incredibly deep music video either but it's more than it's better than like Mariah Carey in a closet like what oh and we're gonna get to the tinder oh, thing yeah. later, right whoa 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 not tinder match.com match.com okay um, yeah, we'll get there and so bizarrely enough um apparently Mariah Carey does have a match.com profile oh um, there, uh, how, why do you know this? There's an, a CNN article called A Closer Look at Mariah Carey's Match.com Profile. Um, <laughs> now, is this actually a Mariah Carey Match.com profile? Because I also, on Tinder, was suggested Zed. Hmm. And it was just like, <laughs> swipe right to get a $3.99 yeah. download of Zed's new album. And it wasn't actually Zed on Tinder. It was somebody who works for Zed and thought that it would be a good idea to spam my Tinder account. Hmm. 
with Zed's face. Uh, so is it, is it more of that, or is Mariah Carey actually looking for love on Tinder or on Match.com? Uh, this appears to be just like a regular Match.com profile that that is like kind of you know obviously a part of the promotion for you know her promotion of Match.com. Because we should mention that this this music video has a plot line, a narrative, if you will, ish, um, where Mariah Carey is you know kind of lounging on her couch after a performance, presumably. She hasn't taken her shoes off. Nope, shoes are still on, dress still on, and she's kind of going through Match.com's Tinder riff-off. Um, and she's and she's got three dudes that have matched with her that she's got her pick of. And for some reason, all three of them show up at her door. So we have to assume that Mariah Carey has separately given her them all, you know, her address and, and room number. <laughs> yeah, for right. some reason. Even uh, though she's annoyed when each one shows up. Yeah, so she Can seemed... I just say, like, coming from the treatment writing world, like, I just want to see what this treatment was about. <laughs> Mariah Carey lounging. Right, first she sings in a closet, and then she's lounging on a couch, and these dudes come to her door. Like, I just want to see that treatment. I, I feel like the whole Match.com arc came after the treatment was accepted. They were like, here's what our music video is going to be, and they're like, we cannot afford three dresses that look like Mariah Carey would wear them. We need more money for this video. Um, we got to throw product placements in here. Uh, what do we do? Uh, oh, let's write a whole arc of this music video in. It just feels so like, like taped on to the video after something was like her performing in at Las Vegas and then going and like and then being around Las Vegas. That makes a lot more sense than like a whole narrative arc to this music video centered around Match.com. Um, and it just it just. It, and it also feels just like very, uh, like a very afterthought because like none of the jokes that are associated with the Match.com plot arc land except for um, what's that guy's name? Tyson Beckford or something like that. Tyson First. Beckford, who has been so he's the guy. He he was in Toxic by Britney Spears. Obviously. Yeah. And he's a you know he was a very famous model like mm -hmm. 10, 15 years ago, right? It's been a while. Yeah. He's, he's still kind of relative for male models. Yeah, totally. But famous. he's certainly like he's not a young guy anymore. But the only funny part of this video is when he rubs his nipple. That part is funny, and then rest of the video not <laughs> funny in any of the ways they want it to be. Funny. What about when the nipples like independently like move? Well, that's down. great. That's very expected <laughs> for somebody with pectorals uh, of his capacity. Um, Just but, so you know, for it. mine independently move when I eat Doritos. I don't have no pectorals. <laughs> cool. And Doritos product placement for our podcast. Yeah, we got our Doritos product placement. <laughs> do you guys band. have like a sponsorship on this podcast? We do. Doritos? And, okay. but, and their only stipulation <laughs> is that if we talk about their product, it has to be associated directly to Adam Alexander's nipple. So, uh -huh. All right, perfect. It's a really weird stipulation, but we don't judge. So the next guy to try to win Mariah Carey's love is, um, is a guy named uh, Jeff Beecher. Oh, it's a real, it's a, is he a famous guy? I think he's a comedian, yeah. Mm. Um, so he's a he's a kind of a dumpy older white guy who shows up uh, with some flowers and, and again why did Mariah Carey explicitly give out her address and, to this man <laughs> yeah. and and also I'm ha I'm more happy that he's a famous person at first I thought it was just like lol fat white guy Mariah Carey why what is she doing this is our joke that a fat white guy is showing up to yeah. Mariah Carey's house 
Uh, and the third guy so is, is, uh, is I can't I don't know how to pronounce his name is a Juicy Smolier, um, who is who uh, weirdly enough co-starred in the Mighty Ducks <laughs> and North. I don't even uh, uh, guys remember that is Bob weird. Reiner's North movie from nine from nineteen eighty four. Don't remember North. Do remember Mighty is Ducks that with Elijah Wood. Uh, yes, Elijah Wood was in North. There you go. Um, so no, you haven't heard of it. So he's so he's <laughs> in this video, and he brings Mariah Carey a dog. Um, Mariah Carey likes a dog, and the joke is that she shuts the door on him, but likes the dog. But then at the end, she's like with him. This is one of the weirdest endings to a music video that I've seen in a long, long time. Yes, f- for a very long time in this music video, I thought we were getting like we were getting like sort of a parody of a Mariah Carey music video. There's that weird, <laughs> awkward thing where she's attempting to pour a champagne bottle into a, you know, champagne into a glass in her closet and she's fumbling around. I thought, Oh, here we go. Now it's going to get funny, but it's all very like, uh, very unselfconscious. And at the end yeah. she gets in the car with the guy, the younger guy who she closed the door on and they go out for Las Vegas night. But then one of the ending shots is just her, like it lingers way too long. It's a selfie. Her taking yeah, the a selfie, selfie with shot the dog. Is so weird. Yeah. Um. And do I is um is this guy also kind of doing a Nick Cannon impersonation? Mm, no, I don't think you so. You don't think so? Because I he feels. I mean, like, I think the whole video is kind of like a hey Nick Cannon, I'm yeah, dating, I'm out. young and hot, yeah, but totally. I don't think that's supposed to be a Nick Cannon. Okay. No. I, he just feels like styled a lot to me, like. Like, I feel like if I saw Nick Cannon, like, show up at the Kids' Choice Awards or something like that, <laughs> then he'd, he'd be wearing this bow tie and this blue blazer, and and he'd maybe have glasses with no frames in them. I don't see it. Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> but it, maybe, it maybe. It did cross my mind slightly. Um, uh, but since this guy, but that was also before I knew that this guy was a, also a famous guy. He's also um, gay, too, which I don't know if that factors into... Well, it's weird. It, this whole video is weird. It, it's that, a Mariah Carey video. It's always going to be weird. Yeah, but there's <laughs> there are some fantastic Mariah Carey videos out there. But we're talking about like Mariah Carey, like 2010. Yeah, on. you're right. Mariah Carey <laughs> when I was in middle school is where it was at. Like always be my baby and all, all of that stuff. Mariah Carey has had like. We should do a podcast on the history of Mariah Carey music I'm down. videos. We should because <laughs> there is a definite like evolution. Mariah Carey has had like 11 careers. She's like R. Kelly in that. Um, she was like a big R&B star in like the very early 90s and then was able to reinvent herself with the way R&B changed uh, and I feel like uh, R. Kelly did the same way like whatever you look at an R. Kelly video from whatever era and he's just like wearing the urban clothes of that era it's like when basketball jerseys were popular he was wearing basketball jerseys even though he was like already 40 um, and I feel like Mariah, Mariah Carey is the same way. She, her music and her style has always fit R&B of the generation. And uh, so now I, I, I feel like now she's too removed, doesn't really understand where R&B is. Mm. She's doing she's, lots of... She's kind of rapping this video. Yeah, she is rapping. That's why I was able to use her lyric <laughs> as my opening line. Because she is. She's very much rapping. She's not, like, hitting those massive high notes that Mariah Carey, like, used to be so famous for. And right. she's doing, like, Las Vegas residencies 
Um, I honestly think Mariah Carey missed her moment. I think, you know, when we kind of entered this, like, the dance kind of thing with, like, the onset of Lady Gaga and Rihanna adapted her music to more of a dance-oriented style, Mariah Carey just stayed in that, like, 1990s R&B yeah. mood, and then she just became a parody of herself Right, she point. did. And then, like, we got Ariana Grande, who's now, like, you know, 20K, 15 Mariah Carey voice level. And, yeah, now Mariah is a little bit of a joke, unfortunately. We still have her location as Newport, New York. We need to change that. Uh, sorry, database fun. Um, yeah, we did. Th- we did this video. We did it. We did this video. No, no, we, right. we still have another good ten minutes on this. Video. Yeah, a little ten, just ten more minutes <laughs> um, to really get to the core of it. So, well, we should mention that that um, this video is like really bizarrely disjointed in a way that I don't like I I don't think I fully understand yet because just like skimming through this video you forget that there is a like a solo very dramatically lit violin player that is like one of the centerpieces in the video right. for the first 30 seconds. I completely forgot about the dramatically lit too. violin player. Yeah, like what 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 part like what is why is it in there? Everything about this video is just why like, yeah, why? There are so many whys. <laughs> so many whys. So what is Brett Ratner doing? Do we have time to just be like, what are you like? What is he thinking? Like, it has to be like him and Mariah just go way back, and she just asked for a favor, right? And like, but he just did it. But like, couldn't he write something that makes sense? I just don't get why he, why the concept coming from someone who, who like, it's one thing when like Spike Lee comes to music videos and Spike Lee's only made a handful of music videos and I don't think he really understands the format uh Brett Ratner does he's done tons of great music videos but like there is no moment in this music video where I'm like where I where I think that that it makes sense or that it's helping anyone involved to me it just feels like the ultimate made up on the day idea Mm -hmm. like Oh yeah, um, I'm sure they had to, you know, bring the three suitors in ahead of time. But it's just like, it's just such a flimsy idea to hang their hat on. Yeah. Um, and there is a genuine sort of weird vibe going on beneath this video. That genuine, uh, unintentional weird vibe. Unintentional, yeah. But anyway, so Mar- yeah, Mariah Carey, she's she's checking it out in Las Vegas. Um, and I think she has a. When I was in Las Vegas, I was surprised at how kind of like secondary Britney Spears's show and venue was like she's not she's on the main strip but she's kind of in a second or third rate venue you know um mm-hmm. I, I was really surprised how like marginalized she was I hope that Mariah Carey's Mariah show is kind of front and center because for serious like there's there's way too many Cirque du Soleil's there I think <laughs> there's so many I know it's too many way too many one is too many um now we've done. It. Yeah. Now we've talked about that video. Okay. Let's talk. To, let's talk about a video that I like and oh. that hopefully everybody likes. What this do you is, think? This is remarkable, though. We, this is the longest we've talked about one video. I think. <laughs> Has it really been? No, no, I don't think so. We usually. I mean, I could talk about Mariah all day long. <laughs> yeah, no, like, let's yeah. do the Mariah Carey podcast. Yeah. Very right. Soon. <laughs> um, we usually talk the most about the first horrible pop video that we talk about. <laughs> um, I'd like to talk about uh, "Ready" by Codaline. Uh, what do you guys think? I like this is a video I like. Is, is this a video that everyone likes? So we should before anybody says if they like it or not, we should talk about the the plot of this video. Sure. Um, so directed by Abtine Bagheri, um, and shot by Isaac Bauman, who's been on this podcast. 
Uh, it stars uh, Christopher Mintz Plus, who is better known as McLovin from the Superbad movie. Mm-hmm. Um, has Alex of... Bauman been on this podcast? Or has I'm he just, oh, sorry, just been on the blog? Sorry. And um, commentaries. And commentaries, yeah. Um, so this is a, a really weird, you know, interesting music video. It stars, uh, um, you know, Christopher Mintzplas as somebody who is wheelchair bound. Um, and, you know, the opening... Chris, who is McLovin, if you didn't know who that? Who is McLovin, right. Um, I'm sure that he doesn't regret at all starring in that movie and having everybody call him McLovin every day. Well, he was nobody. Else. Like, he was just He a was high nobody kid. before yeah. that movie, so... He was a high school kid. If he's so... annoyed by it, like... Get over it. Get over it. So it opens up with him kind of just sitting, you know, in his driveway in this wheelchair, and then he starts, ra- you know, racing with this kid, and it, it becomes apparent through a really, I think, artfully done kind of reveal uh, as to what's going on that he is a former jockey who is now paralyzed from the waist down, um, who is working out and. Uh, you know there are all sorts of interesting relationships in this movie, but at the end he he gets on a horse, um, and I think uh, the thing that surprised me the most is like at, by the end you're, you're it's very clear what's going on. It's very clear like that he is a former jockey getting on this horse, but then at the end of this video there is like a message from a legit organization called uh, PDJF, which is the Permanently Disabled Jockeys Fund. Um, that's a charity that provides financial assistance to former jockeys who have suffered catastrophic on-track injuries, which I thought was, like, I wasn't expecting that. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, totally. Especially because this video, like, strikes this interesting balance where it's got McLovin in it. Like, you, everyone knows who that guy is when you see him. And, like, it, it kind of, like, toes this line of, like, you don't know whether this is supposed to be earnest or funny or Mm -hmm. both it's kind of like bouncing back and forth like there's a family element to the video you definitely feel for this character and for his like um like clear like dedication to like come back from what is clearly a very serious injury he's got like support around him he's got like a, a daughter um but there's also like just like this very weird vibe to the whole video where like there are so many very deliberate choices made that are so strange like there's a shot of his daughter with these giant white dogs and it kind of like pulls back like so many of the shots either push in or pull back and uh it pulls back from the dogs to like reveal him like doing these like um dips and like working out and it's very clear that those dogs were deliberate the kid was deliberate the shot was deliberate but like the meaning behind it all is not like very immediately clear. Uh, it's all just like kind of setting this atmosphere that, like I said, like toes this line between like funny but also kind of like heartwarming and and honest. And it's real interesting this like balance it strikes. And for me personally, like having watched the video, I had to watch it till the end to realize like this was a thing. Like the disabled jockeys fun. I had no idea that this was that's what it was leading to so when I was watching the video I was kind of uncomfortable I'm like because I knew that this was the super bad guy I'm like he's not wheelchair bound in real life so what point are they trying to make like are they just using the wheelchair point as sort of like an emotional arc that they needed in the the music video and I I felt kind of like falsely manipulated like oh we're supposed to feel sorry because he's in a wheelchair but then finally when I got to the end and realized that this was supposed to be some sort of message for you know real life jockeys that may have been disabled from 
riding horses, then it's like, okay, I can kind of see where it's going. But I kind of agree with you that the tone is kind of off. It's interesting. Yeah. I, I actually like, so I, en I enjoyed that, like, I wasn't, that I didn't know how to, like, it wasn't, it's not that I didn't know how to feel about it. I felt like the music video wasn't telling me how to feel about it. Um, and that it's kind of like up to the viewer to like whether or not you want to just like watch this as like really uh, like heartwarming because of like it's really like beautiful too in the uh, like Isaac just like crushed it. The grade is really great too. But then it also like, like I said, it's also McLovin. It ends in a freeze frame and uh you know, it, it's got like a kind of a surreal vibe to it as well. Um, and I like that it's like kind of up to you how to kind of feel about it. Uh, and it, and it, it doesn't make that decision for you. I'd, I mean, we've talked a little bit before about how music videos, as they rise in popularity, are becoming more of a viable place for actors who are known for other things to explore dramatic and more interesting roles without having to commit to an entire indie film. Right. Um, and, you know, we've seen that with, like, uh, Andrew Garfield with the uh, We Exist by Arcade Fire video. We've seen it with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal with the um, Time to Dance Shoes video from a few years ago. Um, it really is, like, the perfect vehicle for that. And I feel like that's exactly what, you know, Christopher Mintz-Plus is, is, is doing here. Um, I feel like he's trying, to, you know, trying his shoes on a dramatic role. I'm sure he's done dramatic roles in the past, but mm -hmm. um, it... It is interesting. I think it is, you know, tr uh, definitely written and played off as a straight dramatic role, right? Um, and it's just it's just our, you know, sort of uh, experience of you know who he is and is and and because he's very famous for playing one singular role in one singular character that we bring that kind of baggage to it. But um, I think that uh you know whether or not that's successful for him i think on the the video side as a whole it's very successful and and he has done other music videos that kind of toe this similar line uh he's in an unknown moral orchestra video called so good at being in trouble where he like plays this uh like a boyfriend who's looking for his missing girlfriend and he finds that she's been uh that she's like joined a cult and he tries to go like rescue her from this cult and this cult is very like weird and wacky and the video is treated kind of in a in a very wacky way but it like deals with a very serious like kind of like kidnapping brainwashing kind of like lost love uh things so uh it it seems like he's trying to take on these parts um in music videos and is willing to work in music videos in ways that are very non McLovin uh non bad guy in kick ass like <laughs> definitely trying on uh trying different types of roles that he otherwise might not have the opportunity to work on in feature films and uh yeah i i, I love when this type of stuff happens when like a recognizable rm actor is able to bring something unique to the to a music video yeah I, <laughs> it's interesting i actually did not recognize him as uh as mclovin until like halfway through this video <laughs> Really? Um, I don't know if anybody else was like, like I, you know, I had this realization. I was like, hey, is that the guy? Yeah. That's the guy from The Thing. Because, you know, it, it's been a long ass time since I've seen Superbad. Um, right. 
No, so, I, I recognize him right away. Side note, I went to high school with Michael Sarah. You nice. know, Brampton, Mississauga, what up? Oh, <laughs> no way, yeah. That was, yeah. So I, I recognized him. McLovin. Yeah, right away. Totally, me too. Mike, Michael Sarah, the, you know, I think the quintessential Canadian of his generation. Yeah, he is. Is he really? Because I, I don't like that he's the quintessential Canadian. <laughs> he kinda, I think he kinda, uh, for, for his generation, probably. Uh, I think... Uh, Seth um, not Justin Bieber, you know Drake, <laughs> Brian Gosling. Well, I, so I think Drake. I think Drake is an. I want to say Drake feels like a generation prior to Michael Sarah, and I feel like Seth Rogen feels like a generation prior to J- Drake. And I might be, <laughs> I might be shrinking generations down, but like to me that the, the timeline of Canadians that come yeah. into American pop culture. I got like a. I I, I put about a three to four year span on a generation. All right. If, if you didn't, if you're not. If you didn't spend any time in high school with a person, they're not in your generation. We totally went way off of this music video. Yeah, I'm sorry. we do that a lot. <laughs> uh, just a fun fact: my my brother Derek, younger than me, uh, same uh, same age as Drake to the day and to the hospital. Oh snap! Weird. Yeah, of, you were uh, you guys saw Drake's parents and you didn't even know it. That's right. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I think you I saw made... Drake from the bottom. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> now he's <laughs> way at the bottom. Yeah. Oh, uh, very very bottom Toronto General Hospital yo. Yeah, right <laughs> that reminds me of that uh, Jean Le, another Canadian Jean Lejoie video um, started for, started as a baby which is yeah. a parody started as <laughs> and a I, th- I think if you're going to mention Jean Lejoie we can use that as a transition to Necrogoblin because this is a music video <laughs> oh that goodness. is written and produced by Brandon Dermer who is a frequent collaborator of uh, John Lejoie. So, what do and, you think? And Necroglobicon. And Necroglobicon. Um, Goblicon, but, sorry, I always pronounce no, it wrong. I, lo- I obviously, this follows the original ne- Necroglobicon video uh, for No One Survives. Um, uh, it even, even has Caden Cross in it. It even has Caden Cross in it, and, it's, and it picks up where that video left, left off. And that video um, it was a you know played at South by Southwest and is a really fantastic video and this video kind of picks up where that one left off um with the goblin who stars in that video uh trying to pitch the band Necrogoblicon uh additional music video ideas uh and the name of the song is We Need a Gimmick uh so it ties directly into the song title where he's just trying to come up with the next gimmick uh, for their next music video idea to to try to carry on the legacy of I guess what they're saying is the gimmick of their first music video idea, which you know I mean it blew up. Necrogoblicon is not a huge band, but this video is over four million views. Like I mentioned, it played at South by Southwest. I mean, it it was a big deal for them. I don't I don't believe we need a gimmick is gonna is gonna hit four four million views. I mean, it's at 40K, so it's give it 40, some time. It's at 40K. It needs a little bit of time. Right. And who knows? It could it could, it could get picked up. I feel like, uh, I mean, large portions of this video are spent just showing view counts dropping for it. So I feel like <laughs> they kind of are aware that this isn't going to, like, they're, they realize that it's not necessarily intended to kind of reach the heights of the other one. But that's the joke that that's all they're kind of trying to do as these uh, for this music video is to come up with one and I, I yeah I just think it's I thought I thought it was real fun and real funny and uh it's, this is not my favorite type of music but um it's uh, I can tolerate it when it accompanies uh kind of a, a fun crazy goblin 
uh, like this video does. There's a great uh, kind of meta joke in this video where the view, uh, you know, YouTube view counts are going down and they kind of hang around 301. Um, right, right. That is lingers on that. And 301 is the famous, uh, you know, if there's a super popular video that just came out, it'll often be at 301 views because it's the uh, view count that YouTube, as I understand it, that's where their um, automatic uh, sort of uh, like fake view count detection system comes in and sort of verifies that the the view count and the views are legitimate before it can you know before it bumps up to the the correct view count yeah they continue to count them but they won't display that number until they verify the views mm -hmm. and so you know frequently a vivo video uh for its, the first day of release will be sitting at 301 youtube has now added a plus sign so it says 301 plus mm -hmm. now um which... i hope they never never get rid of that it's very comforting um, the 301 thing? Yeah, I, I just I just feel like there is going to be a day that YouTube's like, yeah, we do, you know, we have the technology, we don't have to do the 301 thing. And I just, I just like it. I just like that I go to a video and it's 301 plus and I'm like, oh shit, things just, are happening for this video. We got yeah. 301 plus. I've had people like be fooled by it just in my like facebook feed or whatever they'd be like yo i'm the first to this video i can't believe it nobody has seen this video yet <laughs> meanwhile it's got like forty thousand thumbs up you know upvotes mm -hmm. uh but they're like yo i'm the 302nd person who watches new taylor swift video or whatever nobody who would be watching a taylor swift video talks like the person i was just doing an impression of but um <laughs> yo the new two chains video um Anyway, I think those are all the things I wanted to talk about the Necrogothicon <laughs> video. I, I, I do have to say, like, I did kind of, once I got into the video, I did kind of like the meadow commentary. I didn't agree with all of it because it's like you, you go back to the stereotypes. Like, music videos can be made of as a genre very easily. But right. It was cute. Yeah. I liked it for what it was. <laughs> and I, I, I'm just a fan of the kind of continuing the story of this goblin. It, he, he also made an appearance in the Power Core video. I, I, I just like that this this goblin has continued to be part of this this band's legacy and uh you know it, that this lit this video literally picked up where the no one survives video left off because i i really love the no one survives video it's it was definitely one of my favorite videos from 2012 and it, it really kind of holds up um and if you want to hear like the story of how uh brandon dermer who directed the no one survives video like kind of approach the it's a really interesting story of how you approach the band and how that video got made and that's and he does a great commentary on the site yeah so. we had him on the on the podcast but yeah the commentary is, is specific to the no one survives video and i think it's super fun um so should uh, we pick a one so one one more doug one yeah, more it's, for it, the end? it's a little late i want to either talk about Maybe we can get both of these two. I'm yeah, I think we just do one. Okay, so what do you guys want to do? Do you want to do Drool or do you want to do uh, Ganja Man? Uh, gone. Uh, actually, well, Jasmine, what do you, what do you pick? Um, I mean, both of these were kind of interesting. Let's do Ganja Man. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Ganja Man is fun. I, mean, I like I, both of these. I know videos. Drool had, like, the nipples, but let's well, do Ganja right. Man. Well, it's not so much the nipples. That was the, I like the atmosphere of that video. <laughs> I like the nipples. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Adam. Uh, you can go back to the Mariah Carey video if you want to look yeah, at some well, nipples. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, yeah, go, Tyson Beckford has got them for you, buddy. Um, yeah, let's talk about Ganja Man because this video is a lot of fun <laughs> and pretty wild. So let's, So to summarize this video, 
Um, it begins with a family sitting on a couch, and they're watching. It seems to be kind of referencing the '80s ish. You know, they're watching something with the kids, and the video cuts in, and and this. It's this like a new, special news report. Special news report. Basically, all he says is there's a song called Ganja Man that is making people go insane. Um, and then next day, a, like a piece of raw meat with teeth and eyes, which is going to haunt me um, in my dreams. I'm <laughs> uh, pretty sure it's going to be in my nightmares tonight. Right. Well. Oh, good. Yeah. I've, then in solidarity then, because it will be right. mine. Um, it, he starts singing the Ganja Man song, and the dad goes insane. And... Uh, the way he goes insane is is interesting. He first, it's first of, nostrils based. Nostrils. Yeah. I love the nostrils the no- on the beat. Yeah, it, that it was, was delightful. It was one of my favorite parts of the video. The nostrils, like as soon as that happened, I'm like, oh, love this video. This is a, definitely a great video. I was the first question, sign of insanity. Is yeah, nostril flaring to a beat. My question <laughs> you know. is, if uh, I wonder if this guy was able to do that practically, or if they had to like. Uh, do oh, that I'm sure post. he was able to like do it on the beat. <laughs> I, I would that. bet my money on that. That's like what, <laughs> like when they were casting for this part, they they it was all nostrils based casting. It was just like <laughs> we're gonna play this song, dance with your nose to it, and he was like, got it. Uh, uh, so teeth singing, that's the te- the blob of teeth. Yeah. yeah, but so then next he he starts to eat. He goes in the kitchen, starts to eat a lot of food, which is I guess. He says to eat raw cauliflower and chicken and stuff because he's got to get his energy up because he's going to dance. He's got a big night. Did, did anyone else get like a turn down for what vibe from this? A little bit, definitely. Yeah, like some guy who's just so consumed by or overwhelmed by the song that he oh. just can't help himself just like jiving yeah. out. And... and he's breaking a bunch of shit. And the, and yeah, definitely. I, I didn't definitely... even think of that. that. That is totally very, very accurate. Yeah. And the, and the way that the room is set up, it all it and feels a lot like the, the, the room. lighting and like yeah. I totally when I saw this for the first time this afternoon, I'm like this is like the turn down for what? Video. Yeah, it's got <laughs> a lot of turn down for what in there for sure. Uh, at least it, at least in the setup, because he goes it's to turn down for what light, right? But it, but it is. Yeah. Yeah. It starts. It starts in a, in a kind and of and just like him, like place. gyrating in different yeah. wild, random places. It's yeah, it, completely it, reminded me of that video. Yeah. It goes to. I feel like it goes to a different place. I love that he squirts, um, what I'm assuming is ranch into his mouth, um, but then he like leaves the house, um, uh, and goes to like a what appears to be like a retirement home, <laughs> where they're <laughs> playing, where they're playing there uh, after. Because there's a there's a moment where you think like. Um, that he's getting like he seems to be getting all turned on and then his like wife comes in the room and they kind of like make eye contact like you think like maybe he's going to try to like do something sexy with his wife and then he busts two plates on his head and immediately bolts <laughs> to it immediately bolts to a, reti- a retirement home uh, where they're <laughs> Bingo. It's just like <laughs> such an unexpected turn. And, and like, is that just me who like thought that there was a moment where he and his wife were going to no. do something together? I thought that too. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. But who who in their house has a ceramic sculpture of two bunnies fucking? <laughs> oh, right. That's what gave it. Right. I thought that too. Right. He like looks at who this sculpture. Has bunnies- that? Who who's able to casually glance around their kitchen and see two animals having <laughs> sex in, in in sculpture form? When you have kids, yeah, it, that part made no sense to me, and it was just like, and then he looks at his wife, and his wife kind of looks back at him, scared, and then, 
And then, yeah, they totally switch it up, and the guy smashes two plates and goes to the... Yeah, I, I loved that part of the video. Yeah, it was a cool turn. And then it's like a party at this old folks' home. He's still very <laughs> aggressive and, and angry, but all of these retirees are getting into it with him. And it gets very choreographed. There's a kind of um, a Soul Train dance line going mm-hmm. on. Yeah, very Soul Train-esque, I would agree. Well, additional drug use, potentially. Hmm. A lot of eating. And uh, I mean, is he supposed to be on some kind of... Does that imply that he's supposed to be on some kind of drug? Well, or... I guess it's just... Sweating fact, really bad. The, yeah. the, the fact that the song is Ganja Man... Ganja. I mean, okay. Yeah, that is, that's part of <laughs> I it. I forgot we, about that part. We look at the, the kind of cover. I mean, it's the song that's supposed to be the... That's doing this, but like... um. Yeah, like he I guess, is sweating profusely. Yeah, I guess it's supposed to be a little uncomfortable because the fact that his like shirts tucked in and he's sweating really hard. So just sweating. Really okay, what is the wife eating at the end? I was confused. Well, she's, she's on the ganja now too. He's right. happy about that. And yeah, he's stoked about it. And he does have like a very. Okay, I thought gaze. it was like lettuce, or I didn't. Know I what thought was it was going a head on. of lettuce too. And, like, a head of lettuce. Is this like some weird message for like raw food veganism? Well, like, that's the thing. Like, she, like he was just eating aggressively too. So I guess it just indicates that she's on board with it. Uh, so their night, their night, their night continues even though the video ends, uh, which is great for them. It's great for them. And that saves the relationship. If you still have things to get excited about, it's a big deal. Just, just again, I want to reiterate: these people have a ceramic sculpture of two bunnies <laughs> fucking in their kitchen. I don't care about that. Kids. Go. Kids. and this this exists. Like before, the Ganja Man song affected this guy's whole world. He had that bunny fucking statue. Uh, maybe it's a maybe it's a cookie jar uh, potentially because it is in the not. kitchen. That's a that's a ganja jar. Oh, uh, that makes sense. That's where I keep my ganja. Exactly. <laughs> Jar of bunnies having sex. Well, is, is that it... even how fun? Don't answer that. No, uh, no, we're not going to go there. No, I didn't they were that. watching an Animal Planet documentary at the beginning. Yeah, oh, they oh, were. Yeah. They were. Right, like these. Yeah, those two like m- mooses or moose or mooses isn't a word, is it? Mooses. It's just moose. Sorry, yeah. mooses. Two, two mooses going at it. Maybe there are other animals. Everyone involved in this video was high on ganja. Potentially. Mm-hmm. Except for the news guy. Him too. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> He's, He's the, just him a little the bit most more subtle. Of yeah, him the most. <laughs> him the most. Um, and, and, like, the, we do need to mention the weirdness of this piece of seeing meat as well. Or maybe we don't need to. Uh, I think we, we got it. Um, and the singing so, meat was normal in comparison to the fucking bunnies. Yeah, kind of. And if we just mentioned this is directed by Casper uh, Balls Love. Um, and yeah, I, would, I I like this video a lot. Yeah, a lot of fun. Um, so yes, I think we I think we we I think we did, did it. it. I will direct people to the Drool End Girl video. I think it's really fantastic. But, do you really? Yeah, I do. I like it a lot. <laughs> it, I do. I like it a lot. It, it, I thought it was really it it. I like um, the concept of it. I think it's like very dreamy and weird and uh, very beautifully composed. I'm with you, Doug. Maybe it's a stylish video. I don't know. I'm just like, as as a female, I'm just like so over just like nakedness and let's just look at the nakedness in a video. I I I don't know. It's interesting, right? Because I think some females directed it. So um, I don't know. It's directed by females. I give a video. That doesn't give it a pass to like all females are going to respond to it. No, absolutely not. (laughs) Although I do, I do, it does give, get an 
like um if this was directed by a male i think it you can't make an argument for a pass uh at all i think the fact that it is female directors potentially there's a pass but i just like like all the really like weird unexpected elements like the, the band performing like uh just like suddenly breaks out into dance. I was gonna say I do like the the random dance break. Yeah, and all of that stuff, and like the really weird kind of like big head effects and and stuff. Like, and and I think that it's like craft wise really impressive. Too. It's done it's, in one shot, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, or at least and I, be. I feel like it's more than just objectification of women. There's a little. There's some layers to this video. It, it has something to it. Yeah, um, I've, I've yet to identify what those layers are. Exactly. But I'm, I'm confident that they're there. I'm it's not just there. dumb nipples. There's it's a not little more. just dumb nipples. I I agree with that. What what it does mean, I don't know, but not just dumb nipples. Uh, I don't we'll... know, man. Just like it opens up on a prolonged shot on the ass, and it, I, it just turned me off from there. <laughs> I, I I can see that being uh, something that could make people lose interest right away, and it could be something that could make other people be the only reason they're interested. Um, that's certainly not... Depends on your cup of tea, I guess, it with does. this video. So you should definitely put a link out there. Yeah. I didn't, <laughs> I, I wasn't, I didn't like it because of the nipples. Uh, well, they didn't hurt. They didn't, they didn't hurt. The I, didn't, I wasn't upset about them. I think that there's probably a statement about music videos being made in those elements or about, you know, because this is a video about a music video being made. And so I, I feel like that's part of what's being said is that you know it's like subversive and um but still like presented in a very like dreamy beautiful way uh but it's i'm gonna go write a think piece about it right now please do <laughs> i'll share the link <laughs> let us know what you think adam adam alexander thinks.com uh <laughs> thinks.com that's a really long domain name it is well it's actually.com <laughs> it's adam alexander thing dot uh, KS. Mm -hmm. So he like spells the word out with the dot KS. It's the uh, it's the domain for Kansas. Right, the Kansas City. <laughs> right, and it's only gonna be out for six months because I can only afford it that long. Yeah, so <laughs> need it quick. The feds, feds are after him. Uh, His thoughts, for, but for only for six months. Right. <laughs> there's a so there's a 1964 movie called Empire by Andy Warhol that is. Uh, famously 485 minutes of the Empire State Building. Um, just one shot of the Empire State Building for 485 minutes. And the Andy Warhol famously said that this is a movie not to be watched but to be talked about. Um, and I feel like music videos like this are like the opposite. It's like not a music video we talked about. It's just a music video to be watched. Um, like I just can't. I just can't think of anything to like talk about with this video. Um, well, I guess you can try to like kind of unearth and uncover what each of the layers means. But I think that uh, I think that that kind of makes sense. That it's not necessarily meant to dice out, and that you kind of just okay. Yeah, you just like you watch it. You watch the butts. You roll with it, and you watch uh, if you if you want to watch the butts, whatever. Yeah, if you're not if it's not your thing, if you're not into it, that's yeah, that's cool. That's tight. Um, but it's not like J Lo and Iggy Azalea butts. There's a little more to it. Yeah. Are, are we actually going to talk about like a butt hierarchy right now? <laughs> we've, <done that. laughs> we, we've been there. Uh, All right. Uh, we have. Do I need to go through the back catalog and see what you guys yeah, have been talking about? Don't. Maybe <laughs> don't. None of, none of that. Not yet. Yeah, none of that makes us sound like we know what we're talking about. Um, 
So uh, I think we know we really did. We have done it. We have officially done it. Um, so, Jasmine, thank you so much for joining us in the podcast. Yeah, no, I had a good time. I just have to say, please invite me back when you guys talk about pop videos. Oh, yes. no, this totally was an will. interesting selection, Doug. Yeah, no, look, I, I can work with what the week gives me. I can't really... Uh, um, yeah, there, there was a... Um, uh, who, what did... Uh, what did what? Alan did a... Uh, Kelly Clarkson video, but that came out last week. We just... We I know, I just happened to land on the week of, like, goblins and, yeah. you know... <laughs> goblins and butts. Uh, but and, we'll... and buddies having sex statues. Yeah. And... <laughs> and, Jasmine, we can find your work on uh, face... It's uh, facebook.com. I think I've got where? that right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's where I am. Facebook. It's the facebook.com. It's, it's a social media startup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not free? sure you've heard of it. Is it the facebook.com or, or just facebook.com? <laughs> it is just facebook.com. Okay. Uh, right. But I'm on Twitter at, at Jasmeet Sidhu. If you guys have any comments on what I said on this podcast, that would Sweet. be I, I'm up for conversing. And that'll be, that'll, there'll be a link in the show notes. Um, um, but no, seriously, I ha- had a lot of fun. and Sweet. yeah. Thanks for having me on. Definitely. And yeah, what when the next time we got a pop heavy week, you'll be our our first call. Any week where you have like Nicki Minaj, Taylor Swift, I've got material for you. Cool. Guys. Nice. <laughs> so well, the, call me then. Despite this not being in your wheelhouse, no, it was uh, more I've got some stories. More insightful than us. So Ooh, story time. All right. Next that next time we're we're definitely having you on for story time because, All right. Okay. Um, well thank you guys. Sweet we'll we'll see you guys.